The S&P 500 kicks off a busy week of central bank decisions having stepped into the bull market as the US dollar gives back some field and the crude oil remains under a decent decent selling pressure above the $70 per barrel level. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swissco's daily market talk. So last week ended with the S&P 500 having stepped into the bull market, meaning that the index gained more than 20% since its October dip last year and closed last week a few points below the 4300 psychological mark and a few points below last summer peak level. So it's with a bullish but a cautiously bullish sentiment that the US awaits its next CPI figure due tomorrow and the next FOMC decision due this Wednesday. Now, inflation in the U.S. is actually expected to have somehow eased and eased from 4.9% to 4.1% in May. And core inflation in the U.S. is seen slower at 5.3% mark versus 5.5% printed a month earlier. So if there is no major surprises on the inflation data front to the upside, for example, and actually we actually do keep praying and hoping that we won't see such a surprise to the upside in the U.S. inflation this week, well, the Federal Reserve should actually keep its interest rates unchanged at this week's monetary policy meeting. So activity in Fed funds futures currently gives more than 73% chance for a no rate hike for this Wednesday. But that doesn't mean that the Federal Reserve is done hiking the interest rates because whatever pose we might see this week from the Fed will come with a hawkish accompanying statement probably and Obviously, a threat that the Federal Reserve could actually resume its interest rate hikes at well next meeting or even the meeting after the next meeting or even you know two meetings after that as did the Bank of Canada last week remember now a good thing is that energy prices remain quite subdued these days and that despite OPEC cuts that we saw last week and well because the Chinese economy doesn't really rebound as strongly as it was supposed to at the start of this year but the food prices globally speaking, which have mostly eased over the past couple of months, are now under the threat of a renewed positive pressure as El Nino, uh, which is happening this year, historically pushed the price of agricultural products, for example, up by more than 5%, while also disrupting the maritime transport of oil. And add to that the disruptions caused by the war in Ukraine, and well, you actually have all the reasons on the face of this earth to remain cautious regarding the future and the future of inflation. So we actually see investors flocking into call options these days because, well, no investor really wants to miss a further rally in the stock market. But no one is sure that the rally that we have been seeing since the end of last year will actually continue, given the fact that, one, the Federal Reserve has hiked the interest rates at a record speed since last year. And that led to the failure of a couple of U.S. regional banks, well, on the way this year, as you remember, probably in March. The earnings expectations for this year for the U.S. companies are comfortably negative. And on top of all that, the strongly inverted U.S. 2 to 10 year curl actually hints that recession in the U.S. is certainly not far away. So, yes, it's good to think of protection 
ecological protection when economic fundamentals actually don't necessarily support a further rally in stock markets, especially when you think that the rally is has been shouldered by technology stocks who are, in theory, sensitive to changes in interest rates. Now, we all know that AI-related stocks are having the time of their lives since the start of this year, but Netflix's decision to stop the account-sharing strategy also seems to be bearing fruit. Antenna, uh, which is an analytics firm, released last Friday some new data showing a massive, they say massive jump in Netflix users and that immediately after the company decision to scrap multi-user accounts. So Netflix reportedly saw something like 100,000 daily sign-ups on both May 26 and May 27. Average daily sign-ups for Netflix more than doubled from the prior 60-day average. And Antenna actually said that this was even better than what we saw during the initial COVID lockdown period in early 2020. So Netflix investors won't have to worry about the rising interest rates for the next earnings season either. So the share price of Netflix is recovering steadily since its May 2022 dip. And at $432 per share, Netflix would have recovered half of losses that it recorded during the 2021 and 2022 sell-off, which sent the stock price down by more than 75% in just about six months. But anyway, back to the big picture. The Federal Reserve is not the only major central bank to announce its latest monetary policy decision this week because we also have the European Central Bank which is actually expected to hike its interest rates by 25 basis points when it meets on Thursday this week while the Bank of Japan is expected to do nothing about its policy rate that's still in the negative territory and that despite the rising inflation in Japan. So the thing is and we could actually see it very, very clearly these days. Well, Japanese are actually more worried about deflation than they're worried about inflation in Japan. And because the Japanese spend so much time and so much effort to fight deflation in Japan in the past decade and so, a bit of inflation doesn't seem to be bothering the Bank of Japan nor uh, investors in Japan because the Japanese Nikkei index has been rising exponentially since March this year. The soft Japanese yen, the geopolitical tensions between in the West and China that drive demand for Japanese companies and obviously inflation in Japan support demand in these Japanese equities since a couple of months from now. Although the near overbought conditions in the Nikkei index calls for caution for those who are willing to jump on the back of a bull after such a strong rally. The dollar yen on the other hand remains sold into the 140 level with the possibility of a further retreat toward the 200 day moving average which currently stands near the 137 mark but that that possibility is obviously very, very much dependent on where the US dollar will be headed next after the inflation report.
due this week and the Federal Reserve decision due this week as well. So the US dollar index slipped below past month's bullish trend recently and is now preparing to return toward its 100-day moving average. Now, surprise inflation uptick in the US and or a hawkish Federal Reserve post are two major upside risks to the US dollar's downside correction this week. So if that's the case, so if we see a high inflation report or a hawkish Federal Reserve, we could actually see the dollar yen jump back above the 140 level easily, although the upside potential will likely remain limited above this level. The euro dollar, on the other hand, has a better chance to temper a potential rise in the US dollar demand globally, as the European Central Bank will likely sound and act hawkish despite the waning inflation in the Eurozone and the slowing demand and slowing growth. Now, one major central bank that is not expected to sound or act hawkish is the People's Bank of China following the subdued activity rebound over the past couple of months and depressed inflation levels in China. The letter actually paved the way for some additional stimulus in China and perhaps some rate cuts that could actually give a certain boost to the Chinese stocks after the MSCI China index fell well, well behind the S&P 500 since April this year. While the soft Chinese data, the rising geopolitical and trade tensions with the West keep investors quite reluctant to you know, go back to the Chinese equities these days. Well, China, along with India and Brazil, are actually markets that could benefit from more ample central bank liquidity and more ample central bank support than the US and European markets in the second half of this year. Now, finally, in commodities, crude oil slips below the $70 per barrel level at the start of this week. Goldman Sachs actually dropped its forecast for Brent crude by almost 10 US dollars to $86 per barrel level for this December, pointing at the global recession fears and supply increases from nations facing sanctions like Russia, like Iran and Venezuela. But the US driving season and the Middle East boiling hot months will likely bolster demand in the coming weeks, while the US will still have to, you know, fill in its oil reserves at levels below the $70 per barrel level, which will likely throw a floor on under the US crude sell-off near the $65 per barrel level. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipek Özkardeşko and thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading